0: Welcome to R, a a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash I don't work here lady, where a Karen attacks a disabled veteran. Our next Reddit post is from something with that too. Right, so this took place way back in 2007 when I was in my early 20s working full time in an auto parts store. I drove a white 1982 Nissan Pulsar. It was ancient, but I didn't have any complaints. It's 7 a.m. I'm driving to work one morning and pull up to a crosswalk to allow a dog walker to pass me. Without warning, my passenger door opens and a gentleman hops in next to me, nods, says a friendly hello, and buckles his seatbelt. He was a sweet-faced, white-haired senior wearing a sweater and brown pants. Definitely in his 80s. I stared in shock and stumbled on my words, totally bewildered by what was happening. He saw my expression and said, Oh, I'm sorry. The train station, please. That's when I saw the taxi sign near the crosswalk. Taxis here are white, but definitely not hatchbacks like my car was. He had a big cheery smile, and I, still puzzled, realized that the local train station was two streets away from where I worked. I was hitting past there anyway, and he didn't seem like an axe murderer, so why not? I relaxed a little, shrugged, and said, Uh, sure thing. We drove off together and he peered out the window, smiling. He said, You taxis are much quicker these days. Ah, it's a beautiful day for a train ride, don't you think? He looked at me, still with this big smile, and said, I'm Jerry. Lovely to meet you. I'm meeting my friend for breakfast today. I'm so excited. I haven't been on the train in years. All my friends have passed on, and I don't really need to go out of town. Well, not until I made a new friend recently. It's funny how life goes, isn't it? An old codger like me with a breakfast date. Can you imagine?" oh, well, that sounds lovely, Jerry. Where are you off to? He cheerily described the town he was visiting, an hour away by train, and described the store he wanted to visit while he was there. We chatted the whole way, and I was so taken by how upbeat and cheerful he was. We pulled into the offloading zone outside the train station, he pulled out his wallet. I jumped in, saying, oh, no charge, mate. I don't have my meter working yet. I figured that telling a lie was better than deflating his happy spirit with an embarrassing situation. He was very pleased. It was a chilly morning, so I walked him to the ticket office where there was a heated waiting room where he could sit until his train arrived. He thanked me, smiled, and said, It's a beautiful day for a train ride. You take care now. Take care, Jerry. It's been 11 years, and I often find myself smiling when I remember him. It's always nice to take a break from entitled parents and choosing beggars for the occasional wholesome story like this, right? Our next Reddit post is from Rack and Yule. I work as a management consultant at a firm where we travel to companies to improve their organization in certain areas. I won't get into the details of the work, as it doesn't matter in this case. I've been at company ABC for about a week, meeting with the management team to gather information to start analyzing potential risk areas. Note that the building that we're in has about 100 plus employees, all for the same company. I've just finished an entire morning with my team and some of the company's managers, directors, and VPs. I decided to take a short break and grab a coffee at the cafeteria downstairs. On my way to the elevator, a lady in her mid-forties called towards my direction and it went like this. Hey, you, come here. I completely ignored her as I didn't think she was trying to get my attention. So, I kept on walking towards the elevator. Now, in my peripheral vision, I can see this corporate lady speed walking towards me and immediately get in my personal space in seconds. Hey, Junior, I'm talking to you. How dare you effing ignore me? Note that I'm in my late 20s, but thanks to my Asian genes, I look like I'm 18 to 20. Which is probably why bouncers at bars always triple check my ID. My visitor pass is also clipped to my belt. I'm sorry, what did you say? Are you as incompetent as you are deaf? Go to IT and let them know my computer is having issues with printing. And while you're at it, grab me some supplies from downstairs. Sorry, miss, but I don't work for you. I'm just trying to get a coffee. So effing what? What? As an intern, you should be taking orders from all senior-level people. Also, you shouldn't be on coffee break when everyone else is working. Wait, what? No, you don't understand. I... Listen, kid, you get that stuff done right now, or I'm going to report you to your manager for poor teamwork and ignoring helping others. First, you need to talk calmly and politely. Then, you need to understand that I don't... I'm the manager, and you are not... Now, I don't want to hear your lazy excuses. Just get it done ASAP. I have an important meeting this afternoon. Then she immediately storms off. I mean, obviously I'm not going to do what she asked me to, so I shrugged it off and got my warm caffeinated lover. Also, I know one issue to bring up on why the company is losing young talent so quickly. The afternoon meeting starts again, and we're to meet with a new set of managers from other departments. Lo and behold, that corporate lady enters the room, muttering something with some director or VP. I can't remember. She looked at me and immediately said, Yeah, that's the kid who didn't get my stuff fixed, so I don't have all my files ready. Why the hell is he here? I guess the moment that she said that, something clicked in her head and she realized that I'm not with the company, but rather the people that they pay a hefty bill rate for. I explained the situation briefly because I want to get the current day's agenda out of the way. And I said that we can speak with HR after the meeting to clear up the issue. Corporate lady sat through the meeting without really saying a single word unless we asked her questions directly regarding her department. I'm certain that she got in a ton of trouble with HR and her supervisors, since I didn't see her for the remaining three weeks that I was there. All of her department information was handled by a guy who supposedly reports to her. This is the most American thing that I think I've ever read. A company hires a manager who constantly screams at their employees. Then, they hire another company to come in and tell them why they keep losing all their employees. It's like, I can tell you why. It's because of Manager Karen. Our next Reddit post is from Pinster I'm a disabled, overweight, and scarily ugly-looking woman. I'm into Woodard and generally doing DIY at my home in Scotland. I'm also a British Army veteran. Due to a back injury that I sustained in the military, I can't walk more than a few meters. So I get around on a mobility scooter complete with Armed Forces Veteran stickers on it, front and back. I'm proud to have served. My local big box DIY store famously wears orange. I also believe the company is owned by the same folks that own a U.S. big box store that famously wears orange. I go fairly often, often not that I know where many of the things are. I'm dressed in jeans, a floral print top, and slip-on shoes. No orange anywhere. I was down the electrical supplies aisle, looking for just the right light switches and sockets for the remodel I'm doing in my long hallway at home. I pick one up every now and then to match with the color swatch that I brought with me to see how they look. Most of them I put directly back on the hook that I picked it out from, and the others go in the basket on the foot of my scooter. Also in this aisle is an old man, I'd say probably in his 80s. He's looking at the aisles, but seemingly rather confused. Being nice, I ask him if he's okay. That's mistake number one. He tells me he's looking for an adapter so he can plug in his electric toothbrush to charge. I know exactly what he needs, and I show him exactly where they are. Mistake number two. He smiles and gives me a grateful thank you, and off he goes happily with his adapter in hand to the tills. I feel good. I've helped someone out. So I go back to my own shopping. Or at least I try to. Excuse me. I turn to see a young man with a handful of different switches. Which one of these should I use for an internal switch for an external light? I look, since I'm feeling delighted to be able to help. Mistake number three. I point to the one that has a light on it so you can see when the switch is on. I'd probably use that one. That way you know if the light is on or off if you can't see the light itself. He smiles happily, dumps all the other switches on a shelf, and starts looking at the other items on the shelves. So, I go back to my shopping. Or, at least I try to. Again. Enter Karen. Excuse me? Mistake number four. Yes, I reply. Where do I find the stuff to put on walls to fix a hole? It's down the other end of the store, somewhere near the painting supplies, somewhere near the tills. Yes, but where and which shelf? I'm not sure. Just take a look down there. A member of staff might be able to help better. I need you to show me. Sorry, just look down there. I'm about to pay for my shopping. But you need to show me. I don't know the right stuff. Look down there. There's a big banner by the right aisle. There may be someone there who works here. But you work here. It's your job to help customers, so show me where it is and what I need. It's not my job. I don't work here. Am I wearing an orange apron? Ask someone wearing an orange apron. They'll help you. I start trying to roll my scooter forward towards the tills. Karen, faster than a speeding bullet, steps directly in my path, only an inch or two in front of me. Now, these scooters are heavy and solid and won't take any damage from hitting an ankle. There was absolutely nothing I could do to stop quickly enough. Karen shrieks. You hit my leg. You tried to run me down. Ow! And the tears flow. Her shrieks alerted a couple of staff members who came running. She ran me down. I want the manager. I want the police. I want an ambulance. I want her fired and arrested. Then, a mature-looking man in a suit, with a large orange badge with his name and the word manager on it, comes running up, also alerted by the shrieking and shouting. He asks what happened. Your assistant in the lazy cripple chair tried to kill me. I went her arrested and fired, and I'll sue the store for my injuries. What assistant? This lady doesn't work here. She does, and she tried to run me down. My ankle is probably broken. Note that she's still standing, stomping around, shouting, and generally not behaving like someone with a broken ankle. Maybe a spoiled toddler though. I say she asked me where something was and I told her where to look and she got demanding and behaving like a spoiled child and then deliberately stepped in front of me when I tried to leave. There was no way I could stop in time. Liar! You do work here! I saw you helping two other people. Him! She points at the young man who stopped to watch the commotion. Yeah, I helped, out of the goodness of my heart because I'm a nice person. That doesn't mean that I work here. The young guy says, yeah, she was nice enough to help me. I asked her because I saw her helping out an old guy. I knew she didn't work here. The manager says, yeah, she doesn't. Let's go back to the office to talk about this, and then we'll see what needs to be done. And you'll call the police and an ambulance and fire her? So off we go to the office. Karen remembers her broken ankle and starts putting on a deliberate limp. On the wrong leg, by the way. Moaning all the way to the office about her broken ankle. In the office, the manager invites Karen to sit. I'm barely in the office at all since my scooter doesn't have enough turning circle to get further in. Let's start with the CCTV and see what happened. He turns the CCTV monitor around so we can all see it. He presses some buttons and runs the video back to where I ride into an aisle. I'm seen looking at products. I'm seen talking to the old man. I'm seen taking him to a shelf and passing an adapter to him. I'm seen talking to a young man and pointing at a product in his hands. I'm seen talking to Karen and pointing down the store. She is seen looking angry with fists clenched talking at me. I'm seen moving off. She is seen rushing past me and deliberately stepping in my path where I obviously don't have time to stop. The manager says, just so you know, I'm a retired police officer. Do you really want the police and an ambulance? Your ankle is clearly not broken and it's clear what really happened. Do you really want to get charged with wasting police time? They do that these days, as the police are short of manpower and won't thank you for calling them for what is clearly your own fault. They may even charge you with a hate crime with what my staff and I heard. Or, will you just leave the store and not come back? But... Really? Karen wilted. She stands, and with no sign of a limp, walks out with a member of the staff, escorting her meekly out. I was thanked for my patience and handed a gift card for my trouble. I paid for my stuff using the gift card, which covered the whole cost, plus some more credit remaining on my card for the next visit. I may not help anyone else next time, though. Our next Reddit post is from Mavoom. About six years ago on a Saturday night, I was hitting up a concert with some friends. Now, this venue had two parts. The main part was a restaurant slash bar with a big outdoor venue that could fit about 1,500 people, and across the street was the second venue that could fit about 1,000. I got confused as to which venue I was heading to, accidentally parked at the main venue, saw my mistake, and walked across the street to the intended venue. Now, I'd worked late that day and couldn't go home and change, so I was wearing a black polo shirt and black pants. After my concert ends, I walk back across the street to the main venue where I'd parked, and I try to take a shortcut around the building, only to find myself blocked by temporary fences and barricades. I look to my left and see a couple of tour buses, so I head towards those and manage to walk in between them. I find myself in a loading-slash-staging area with some hospitality tents and people walking around while I'm hearing a band playing really close by. I grab a snack and a drink and ask a random guy how to leave, and he points to the right. The only way to go to the right is this long ramp that leads around the building. So I walk up and follow it around the building, literally to the side of the stage where the band's yellow card was playing live. I'm talking 10 feet away from me, tops. As I walk up, somewhat confused as to the scene in front of me, this woman with a clipboard and a headset walks up and yell asks me where my lanyard was. I kind of shrug and say I don't have one. She gets pissed off and says don't move and she's back in five seconds with the lanyard with an all-access pass and tells me to put it on. I try telling her that I don't think that I'm supposed to be here, but she snaps at me and tells me to shut it. She says to stay right there to guard the ramp to make sure that no one accidentally tries to come up that way, literally what I had just done, and walks away. So I spend the next 30 minutes on the side of their stage while they finish their set. After their encore, I head back to the hospitality area, grab some food, have a few drinks, mingle with some folks, etc. After a while, I see the headset lady walking around, so I walk up to her, hand her the lanyard, thank her for the drinks in the show, and leave. OP, the only thing that would have made this story better is if they'd also paid you for just standing around. That was our slash I don't work here lady, and this is our slash puppy bloopers. Dog. <coughs> Can I help you? <coughs> <laughs> is there something you need? <coughs> whoa, whoa. <coughs> oh. You go boy. Can I record? Is that okay with you? <laughs> He's angry. No record, only play. Right? <laughs> Woof.